0: Welcome to Big G in Conversation, the podcast from inside Guelph City Hall. Hi, I'm Wendy King, and on today's show, we're taking a virtual ride on Guelph Transit to see what's planned for the future of transit in Guelph and the impacts on the budget. Grab a seat and join us. Big G in conversation is where we talk all things city of Guelph and budget and today's topic is how we move forward in the future in respect to public transit and specifically Guelph transit. With me today is Robin Garras, the general manager of Guelph transit. Welcome to the show Robin. Thank you Wendy. Antti Vilko is the general manager of facilities and energy management. Good to have you here Auntie.
1: Hi there, thanks.
0: And also joining us today about the bottom line is Greg Clark, Manager of Financial Strategy and Long-Term Planning. Thanks again for joining us, Greg. Thanks, Wendy. So the podcast is really timely, as uh, you've recently had a workshop with Council to talk about this exact thing, and I did watch it the other day, Um, but maybe, you know, some of our listeners may not have gotten a chance to do that. So Greg, could you just kind of tell us a little bit about what was the purpose of that workshop?
2: Yeah, Wendy, uh, heading into the budget this year, we wanted to give council an opportunity to, to get a bit of education about transit and, and all the things involved with transit, as well as advise them that based on our new multi-year budget forecast, we've highlighted some affordability concerns with the pace of transit growth, especially layered onto the reduction in ridership uh caused by COVID, so we wanted to get that opportunity to explain to them how important the strategy is how it's linked to our operations hub which is out at dunlop street where we're planning to build some city facilities the business case development around that and the upcoming required uh, approval of the investing in canada infrastructure program uh, transfer agreements with the uh, city of or with the federal and provincial governments so this workshop provided some time and space for Council to have those discussions prior to our budget approval on December 1st.
0: And so, as you just mentioned, of course, COVID affecting every single thing, um, we heard about how the pandemic has affected Guelph Transit. Robin, maybe could you tell us a little bit about those impacts?
1: I sure can, Wendy. This pandemic has affected all aspects of Guelph Transit. Our ridership numbers have dropped considerably, as you may know. Overall, transit ridership is down 54%. It was down in August and up to uh, 75% uh, down in uh, September.
0: Wow, that's incredible. So, um, So, and when you say low ridership, that also equates to less revenue, obviously.
1: Yes, unfortunately that does. We're projecting a loss revenue of up to 10 million dollars in 2021. And this is, of course, uh, mainly due to the ongoing uh, drop in riderships. Um, Apart from our regular customers, uh, as you're aware, we are a university city and we've lost that student population. As well, there could be permanent changes uh, in our ridership, and that's obviously due to uh, people's characteristics in respect to uh, uh, people doing homeschooling. Uh, We have uh, work setups now. A lot of people are working from home and we also have uh, people working online and we uh, believe that this is going to uh, most probably affect our uh, riderships uh, permanently, if not for an awful long time.
0: Wow, that's interesting because people are really getting into new habits and even transportation. Sometimes we forget all that. And and when you do start to do something else, sometimes you don't go back to what you normally did. So with the declining ridership in 2021, um, Greg, what does that mean specifically for the budget then?
2: So for twenty twenty, um, you know, we've we've talked a lot about what we lost and how we mitigated that and, and um To help out the federal and provincial government did provide us with a 5.1 million dollar grant now that's to offset our losses and and shortness in revenue in 2020 but as we move into 2021 there's still a lot of uncertainty like robin mentioned about when ridership will return Um, we're projecting it could take as much as four years to get back to our previous ridership levels for 2021 we've taken the the approach of keeping our budget static and and working within our reserves and different mitigation strategies to try to manage that lost revenue against reductions in expenses um, and it, in that it tied to reduction in route frequency and some other mitigation reven, uh, options that tra- transit's implemented. Um, however, we do see that going into multi-years so that's part of our multi-year financial strategy and part of the reason we need to get in front of council is to help us come up with a long-term strategy to mitigate those losses.
0: Yeah, wow, four years. Um, So what does that do? Because I know you have all kinds of plans to move forward with transit.
2: Yes, Wendy, as as was talked about at the uh, workshop on Tuesday, a big part of uh, our future forecast and, and part of the wealth strategy is uh, an expansion of transit, so we had a, a really robust transit strategy that looked for a lot of growth over the next ten years, adding as many as forty one buses to provide additional routes provide additional capacity on existing routes um, but given the place that we're going into right now, we knew that that wasn't necessarily the right approach and that we need to relook at that pace of growth so for twenty twenty one specifically um, we're looking at how can we manage things temporarily but also then how does council give us direction so what is the right uh pace of growth we know there's an affordability aspect to it we want to get council's in, uh input and direction on what affordable growth looks like and then working with robin and his team to to look at route reviews fair updates um how on-demand transit could potentially transform some of the service and those different uh opportunities through 2021
0: and robin did you want to jump in on that
1: Yeah, that's correct, uh, Greg. Transit right now, our management team, uh, we are working on these strategic initiatives that will ensure obviously a safe and reliable transit as we move forward and we continue to address financial implications of the low ridership reality and uh, also how that serves the foundations for our long term planning uh, towards our operational campus and obviously towards uh, transit fleet electrification. And, you know, like so many people and other businesses, we at transit. Uh, we need to keep focused on where we want to go and figure out exactly what this new reality is. And we need to set our strategy um, moving forward so that we can address all these concerns and uh, try to build the best transit for the uh, citizens of Guelph.
0: I noticed uh, in the workshop and looking ahead to the 2021 budget, uh, council referred to it as big ticket items for transit. And there was a lot of talk of electrification of the transit bus fleet. Um, So how do electric buses, finances and growth all go together?
1: Mm. Yes, there was quite a bit of talk around electrification uh, of fleet and uh, other initiatives, obviously, surrounding uh, the whole process uh, of that decision and uh, more importantly uh, looking at uh, all uh, the work that we have to do Um, and the good thing is is that we still have some time uh, available to us to uh, make those proper decisions
0: and if i could direct this to auntie um when we talk about adding electric buses to the transit fleet uh we know that'll be good for the environment so i guess the obvious question is why don't you just jump in and do it
3: yeah thanks wendy i think uh, it certainly does sound easy and in, in essence, it really isn't that difficult, but it's just uh, not just about getting the buses themselves. It's about everything else uh, infrastructure wise that needs to be in place around the buses, like the facilities themselves and the charging stations, electrical power, and even the number of buses. Um, and of course, all of these things come at a cost. So there's an investment component to it. Um, and certainly we don't wanna look foolish and simply just buy buses have and have no way of charging them. So that's an important piece. We do have some work to do here before we can finalize some of these decisions. Um, we do need to define what is the right size of the facility, which is a little bit dependent on how many buses we have and what the pace of our growth is uh, forecasted. But we're also looking at the charging infrastructure and figuring out our capacity and what the pace is of replacing our diesel buses with electric. So certainly there's an opportunity here as buses reach their uh, end-of-life replacing those diesel buses that are end-of-life with an electric bus as opposed to replacing a diesel bus with another diesel bus.
0: I got the impression uh, during the workshop that some people were a little concerned about the pace um, but you were just, staff rather, was describing how you have to replace some buses that are at their end of their life term. So do you do that with another diesel or do you move forward? So I know it's a total juggling act, but um, is, is that where you are trying to figure out what's the best route to go?
3: So I think the, the pace of um, replacement is really dictated by the asset life cycle, And so as diesel buses come to their end of life, Um, Our objective is really to springboard into electrification um, with that life cycle driver, and uh, that's really what's dictating the pace, and we're trying to keep up with that uh, life cycle of replacing diesel buses with electric buses.
0: Yeah, and Robin, uh, did you want to jump in with some more detail on that?
1: Yes, I do. So what that really means is that we have a lot of challenges ahead of us. Uh, uh, We are currently at transit. We're reviewing uh, our routes and mapping out how electrical buses will perform uh, with our existing routes with the changes that need to be made. We want to answer a whole range of questions. uh, um, For instance, are the bus uh, battery life cycles? uh, Will they be able to uh, adhere to to our trip uh, lengths? Uh, Do we need uh, more buses? Uh, is there an opportunity to uh, get uh, smaller batteries for the buses or logistically smaller uh, buses that we can use in the process? Obviously um, we want to right size. Uh, this is a right sizing exercise. Uh, as you may be aware, we have 80 buses right now we have a tight 7 day a week schedule with a little downtime. Um, so we want to make sure that uh, throughout this process uh, that we better understand uh, exactly the right number of buses to serve our community as we move forward uh, in this electrification process. So, there's lots of challenges.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Um, So, and you were discussing that, you know, new buses, then you need the charging stations. You had to have somewhere to put the buses, especially, you know, in a Canadian winter. Uh, You can't just leave them sitting out in a parking lot somewhere. So, all of that comes at a price, obviously. And so, how are you dealing with that?
1: So you're, you're right, and what it really comes down to is uh, taking baby steps, making the right decisions. So uh, there's going to be a period of time when we're transforming from uh, um, the diesel buses to the electric buses. Uh, there's going to be a cost associated to both. We need to make the right decisions so that uh, we're spending uh, the money appropriately. We need to use the uh, facility that we're in now to the best of its ability until we transform to the uh, campus. And then as our electrification and the electric buses come online, we make we need to make sure that we're ready for it, that we're spending the money appropriately, and the decision-making process is agreed to well in advance of when those decisions are made, and that we have support uh, from everybody that's involved.
0: So if you moved ahead with everything you would like to, um, do you know what the price tag is?
1: Um, price tags, uh, I'm going to probably have to uh, revert to the uh, smarter people in our uh Obviously, finance department, I'm not sure if Greg can uh, chime in on that, but uh, I will tell you this, it's going to be expensive and it's going to be money that's well used and uh, we're going to do whatever we can at our level to make sure that we make the appropriate decisions uh, uh, that are right for uh, the city of Guelph.
2: Yeah, you're right, Robin, it, you know, it is it is a big investment and I know council, one of their concerns in looking at this is is that. You know, large dollar figure that's attached to all of this and, you know, part of that is the investing in Canada program that we talked about ICIP, Um, you know, we have for the, the, the campus the 35 conversion buses from diesel to electric plus the 30 expansion we have around 75 million of grant money lined up um but also it requires about 104 million of taxpayer and development charge money from the city's point of view so that that's just for the capital then you get into the operating and and um you know um maintenance and fueling of electric buses you know all those things add to our operating budget and that's part of what we you know shared during the uh, the workshop is that we're looking at a one to 2% tax rate increase to bring on some of this, this infrastructure. So there is a lot of uh, investment in this, but to Robin's point there, there's also a huge benefit. So we have a, and I can let Andy talk to this, but, you know, we have a 100% RE goal for the city and, and a zero carbon and, you know, we know that 50% of our. Um, emissions is by our transit fleet. So there's a huge win to to replacing our transit fleet and the opportunity is that the federal government's willing to partner with us on some of that. So we know we need a new facility. We know we need to go green. We do know we need to grow. It's really about the pace and the timing of that and how we manage all of that um, and and really utilizing that funding from the ICIP to the maximum ability that we can um so you know from a financial perspective it is big numbers but we have you know we do have some time to, to work out the details and, and make sure we're making the best investment possible
3: I guess uh, just to add on to what Greg uh, mentioned there I think as a as a phased approach we do have plans to uh, make some moderate electrical modifications at the existing transit road uh, transit, facility location. And uh, currently there's only enough electrical power capacity to charge one, put one charger uh, at that location. So the moderate upgrades will allow us to install 450 kilowatt chargers, and that'll get us, uh, allow really a pilot study approach to understand the logistics around as we transition from diesel to electric buses, and also understand what um, between logistics and timing and how that all works together.
0: And I know you're also dealing with the fact that Guelph is just exploding in population.
3: Well, that's right too, and I think that's part of the route review and route analysis that's being done by by Transit in terms of optimizing the service and defining the needs.
0: Have you discussed yet? Um, you know everybody always wants to know what about a fair increase but you've already discussed that ridership is down so you probably don't want to hit customers again but I'm just curious if that's I'm sure that is part of the discussion
1: so I can chime in on the uh, fare increase so there's never a good time for a fare increase and as you uh, know uh, we are doing a route review right now and uh, after the route review, our intention is is to uh, finalize our EFMS project, which is our electronic fare management system and once we have that in place and we're satisfied that uh, we're we're uh, in the right direction that uh, we're going to look at a fair strategy we're going to come up with a new fair strategy that coincides with the transit master plan. And uh, at some point in time in the near future, uh, we will make the right decision uh, once we've uh, finalized our route review and we know the direction we're gonna head in and we've uh, satisfied our strategy needs that uh, the discussions for for uh, fair strategies and fair increases uh, uh, will point in that direction at the appropriate time.
0: Forgive my uh, ignorance about, you know, uh, transit words but I heard the words hub and then I heard operations campus does that mean like terminal does that mean like so, a bus terminal
3: so the, uh, the the term around operations campus is um, looking at how we service our operational uh, department specifically transit is one operations fleet maintenance and corporate building maintenance and the idea of a centralized operation campus is to gain efficiencies by having our operational departments work in one location and when we look at the asset and life expectancy of those assets they are all at end of life and at over capacity so we're looking to for a solution on how do we keep up with the pace of growth for the population and also be able to service uh, provide our operational services so there is a business case that's being prepared um, that will be coming to council uh, next year, and that'll help council with the decisions needed, um, not only for our transit discussion today, but also for how we move forward with uh, with our operational departments.
0: So much information. I know we've just barely you know, scratched the surface, but at the end of the day, um, where would each of you say this leaves us? in terms of transit for the future?
3: I think we're in, a, we're in a good place to have more discussions with Council. Certainly what we're talking about here with electrification of transit and, and our operations campus and, and future needs is really aligned with not only current Council direction for energy goals for 100% renewable and net zero carbon. It's also aligned with our strategic plan, um, particularly our building our future and sustaining our future so again there's some some really exciting opportunities for for the city to transform and and grow as we as we move um through this process um and i think uh we're in a really good place to to have uh discussions council and allow them to make informed decisions uh on these issues
2: yeah i I totally agree, Wendy. You know, for a number of years, behind the scenes, staff have been looking at our aging facilities and like Andy said, you know, this is partially about transit, but it's about the city as a whole. And really having this conversation with Council started last fall, continues today, um, and multi-year budgeting is really highlighting it, is we need to be planning for the future. And you know, transit is a big part of that future and they're a trigger, they're also an opportunity. This grant funding allows us to move projects forward that we wouldn't have been able to at a time, um, you know, given uh, budget constraints and funding constraints. So it's an opportunity. Transit can be the leader. We can do some transformative stuff with transit, ensure we're meeting customer needs, as well as helping the city move forward from an overall budget perspective and, and really get us in a good place to move those other um, operations supporting um, facilities forward and bring them to 21st century facilities that meet the needs of today
1: and tomorrow.
0: Robin, you got the last word.
1: This is great conversation. And at the end of the day, what we're all trying to do is to really bring the best possible transit service to the people of our community, both today and for the future. And we understand that we've got some challenges ahead of us and obviously council has some big decisions to make over the next couple of years. But, you know, all in all, we're working very hard and I truly believe that we're going to get to the point where we're all happy.
0: I hope that's true, and you know, listening to all of you today, I am never going to look at a bus the same way again, as long as I live. And you guys have got big jobs ahead and and a lot of a lot of juggling, but I'm sure we'll talk again uh, as you move closer to to deadlines. So, thanks for your time today. Really appreciate it. I'd like to thank my guests, Robin, Auntie, and Greg, for joining me and for all the great information. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy.
0: I'm Wendy King with the City of Guelph's Big G in Conversation podcast. Thanks for joining me. If you have ideas for a show or comments, you can email biggpodcast at guelph.ca. Until next time, take care and let's keep the conversation going.